The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome everybody to another edition of the In The Paint Show, episode 174. Happy holidays to everybody. I'm here with my regular co-hosts once again on this episode, Chelsea Hopkins and Ani Amana. How are you guys doing? Doing well, Ronnie. Happy to be back with you guys. How's it going, Ani? Uh, it's all good, you know, basketball, traveling. You know, I just got done taking a nap. Y'all got me out here at 11 p.m. my time. But it's all good. We're here. We're going to talk some hoop. We're going to talk about some money. We're going to have some predictions. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. A lot of money, a lot of predictions. Uh, we're shooting on a Monday here. Uh, as you guys listen to this pod during the during your work week, uh, we'll be out on Tuesday the 12th. But we'll probably be, um, you know, on a break, obviously, because of the day, the way the calendar shakes till the new year. So 224 is going to be ringing in on episode 175. We're on 174 right now. That'll be we'll shoot on either January 1st or January 2nd. So, you know, we'll watch us on Twitter, Instagram, that kind of thing. We'll we'll give you guys some updates of where we are and obviously a lot of basketball at that time. But, uh, you know, this has been a crazy year. Uh, it seems like COVID started a long, long time ago. It seems like eight years ago. <laughs> you know, hopefully we get back just to more normal things. 224 will be big, but I wanted to ask you guys, you know, uh, start with you, Ani. Like, you know, what, what are you mostly grateful for? It could be a basketball-related thing or it could just be, you know, as this New Year's comes really fast. The time is just going by fast. You know, I am grateful for, like, safe travels, traveling. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, especially, like, this year. You know, I don't went to a whole lot of places. I'm just glad I got there and back safely. You know what I mean? Especially with a lot sure. of stuff just kind of going on in the world. I ain't going to lie. Like, just being... I'm just grateful just that I got I got to places safely, ain't nothing crazy happened, you know what I mean? No doubt. I'm alive. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, the number one thing when we talk about you gotta be there, you know what I mean? Right, right. That's how about you, Chelsea? Uh well, I agree with Ani because now that I'm starting to travel a lot more, like you really, you know, it just getting to and from is something definitely to be grateful for. But I think for me, just I'm in a transitioning period, as you guys know, um, you know, last, what, six months ago, I was still hooping. I was, you know, playing overseas. Yeah. So uh, and I was, you know, oddly enough, playing in Israel, which is currently in a war right now. So yeah. um, just grateful for God's timing um, and just kind of how he's lined things up for me. Like, you know, I, I walked out of my my playing career into a corporate basketball position with Nike. Um, I get to be around my family. I just celebrated my first Thanksgiving in 10 years with my parents um, wow. back in Las Vegas. Um, I'm going to celebrate my first Christmas in 10 years. 
um, coming up here at the end of the month. So just grateful for family, grateful for, you know, the things that God's done in my life. And, you know, I really can't complain. Like, I'm happy I'm alive, like Ani said, and I'm just in a really great space surrounded by a lot of people that, you know, I just love and enjoy spending time with, inclu including you guys and, and our pod, guys. Yeah, so. yeah we're well, grateful for you two guys and then our listeners. So thank you guys for tuning sure. in. Uh, you know, on Spotify, iTunes, uh, YouTube, I'm sure some of you guys watch it. Maybe you just listen, but yeah, you know, we're grateful over, over the years. It's been going on. This is a little longer than we think, but, mm -hmm. um, yeah, definitely for the holidays. Don't forget about the shop, uh, dot ball is Uh, you know, store in order to get your order for, uh, the holidays, I guess that would be the 24th or 25th. You got to place your order by 12-15. Just mm -hmm. keep that in mind. By December 15th, you got to mm -hmm. place your order. End of this week. Uh, we got a lot of holidays uh, specials. Check those out on shop.ballslife.com. You can go to ballslife.com and click from there or go straight to the shop. There's definitely buy one, get one pair of shorts, 50% off. Buy two pair of socks, get the third pair free. So there's a lot of little things like that. Again, we don't have time to go over all of them, but we just wanted to kind of shot that out. Um so, you know, as we get closer to 224, but yeah, I wanted to talk to you guys about that as far as like grateful and things like that. You know, there's a lot of things that have happened and Tennessee is in the AP uh, top 25, but they're actually 12. And we'll talk about the NCAA basketball, what we think is going to happen in 224. But back to what you guys said about being grateful. One of their players is Jemai Meshack, and he's from Southern California. And I know his mom and his father played basketball at uh bishop of mod high school elton mayshack and he's a firefighter a first responder mm. but it's crazy his daughter yeah. runs on the track team at unlv and she happened to be in that hall where there was a sh the shooting mm -hmm. uh we even never talked about that but we're not gonna spend too much time on it obviously it was a tragic event and like you said it, it can happen at any time so i I think that's on you talk about the travel and I, for me, it's like now when I go places, I mean, you guys have talked about that. I'm always watching where I sit, oh, where I stand. Yeah. I mean, I, it's never out of my mind anymore. You know what I mean? I guess it's just what a reaction to trauma or what we're going through, you know, like, but I've always been like that, but now it's just every time, you know what I mean? Like it never fails. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to sit here. No, I'm going to move here. I'm going to stand here. So he had mentioned that cause his daughter called, um, his mother and the mother didn't pick up uh and then she was going to call right back but he so he, she called her father and she said dad this is happening this is not a drill this is happening woo, 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 you know and then he was telling her what to do because he's a firefighter and he, the first question she asked like dad, i don't know where to go again you know you think about kids and then you think mm -hmm. about like shootings we always think about columbine or some of those big ones we always think about kids right like so if you're a teacher, you probably have a, an innate instinct to, like, help those kids, right? Because yeah. they're six or seven or whatever, eight. But when you're at a college, the teachers are, you are like, in the same boat. Yeah. If they're going to get, you know what I'm saying? So you're just like, it's almost a little more like a different vibe. You're most like, shit, what do I need? What do I need to do? Ain't nobody, you're not going to rely on a teacher or anything like that. You know what I mean? It's, it's just you're not. When you're 20-something, you, you ain't going to rely on anybody but your own instinct. So. He was kind of because, you know, the teachers were trying to get to safety, too. And he was like, the dad was just like, don't open the door, whatever you do. So he was just giving her some advice. And the main thing I want to tell our listeners is like, always have your cell phone and then kind of charge. And then 
she got really beneficial because she can hear her dad and her mom and her dad can hear real well by good eye, uh, like iPods. You mm. know what I mean? So she wouldn't have to be on the phone so anybody can hear because, you know, yeah. you got to think of some guys with, you know, a weapon or something. You got to make sure you're quiet and your right. phone's not going off and, she, you know, shit like that. You got to turn everything off. So that was just something she mentioned and she shared it on Twitter, like, have a good pair of, like, iPods and have your phone charged or a good charger, you know? Mm-hmm. So just something to think about going forward, guys, in this crazy world we thought we, you know, that we uh, deal with. So going into 224, I want to change the subject to something a little lighter. Mm-hmm. want to see what your guys' uh, New Year's resolution is. Uh, let's start with you, Chelsea. Do you got a New Year's resolution? You know what? Come on. <laughs> Even if you don't, you got to have one. We, we can, okay. I think I, yeah. In the new year, yeah. I want to have more... I want to say, I want to do more impactful extracurricular activities. So by that, I mean, I've been overseas. Like, you know, I got to work on my cooking skills a little bit, Ani. You know, I got, I'm about to, I'm about to <laughs> in the future. So I have some. Oh, she's getting that. ready for Ani. I think you got her the fever, dude. Yeah, I already know what that is. Go ahead, go ahead. Okay, so, you know, a little cooking class here and there, you know, sharpen up a little bit. Um, definitely want to get into more like yoga and just stretching. Like I need to really develop a routine. You know, I, I'm not a hooper anymore. I'm a hooper at heart, but I don't work out every single day and, you know, have the the cardio and the, you sure. know, kind of uh, exerting myself every single day. So I want to get into a routine of, you know, just yoga and cardio and just stuff to, to you know, keep, keep up my shape, you know, regardless of if I'm hooping or not. Um, and just kind of just reading and, and, and just little things. Like, I, I feel like I've had so much free time overseas, but I've always just been locked in on hoop. So now, mm-hmm. like, I'm a regular person, and I need to do regular people things and things that could just make me the best version of myself. So obviously, health is important, and cooking is important, so my kids could have hot meals, my future kids, and stuff like that. So I'm really looking forward to the extracurricular activity. So my New Year's resolution is to get into some things that can improve Chelsea. Simple. Good, good, good. Ani. Uh, my New Year's resolution is to answer text better. Um, <laughs> right now, I'm at uh, 1,147. Oh, my God. Uh, Ani, if they no, don't pay no, that no, invoice. No, no, my bad. My yeah, bad. zoom in. We need to see this. Zoom in. Like, yo, like, I ain't going to lie to you. Hold on. Hold on. No, I can't even see that. it over. Uh, okay, there you go. Yeah. Look at it. That's a one, one, that's four, a seven. real number. That's a real number. That's one one four seven. <laughs> that's a real number. <laughs> that's a real number. Ani, you need to send out a group text. Get those invoices. <laughs> yo, yo, listen. I I've been do, trying to do a better job of it, but like some texts, you'd be like, "Man, I ain't gonna respond." Like I tell people, if I don't respond, just call me. Like I'm a lot better at answering calls than I am phone like text. I'm yeah. awful with text. Like. Wow. Awful. Like y'all, y'all hit me. So you text like, me back. So yeah, I'll text you back quick. But like yeah. there's probably about y'all are in that like rare group of one <laughs> percent. Yeah, that 10% that I respond quick to. Other than that, nah, I ain't responding. No time. Wow. Just call me. That's great. That's great. No, I'm gonna answer text. Like I'm gonna read the text and I'm gonna answer. Like, yeah. I'll just, like, you know, like it or dislike it or whatever the hell, like, you know, emphasize it. But I'm going to answer text better in 224. I love that for you. What What about you, Ronnie? I'm in Ani's but opposite. 
a little bit. So uh, I'm really good on text. So to the coaches out there, really thankful that you guys text me back. I'll text like rapid fire to a bunch of people mm-hmm. and just trying to get record or hey, did that game get snowed out or the rest didn't show up. That kind of crap happens all the time, as, as we mentioned on this pod all over the country. Uh, mm-hmm. At least once or every other week, there's some goofy thing that happens. The bus breaks down or something. So I, I appreciate everybody texting me, but I don't, I'm the other way. I don't really even have my voicemail set up no more. I don't set up my voicemail. Mm-hmm. I'll just call you back. Yeah. I don't answer the phone. So, so maybe I got to do a better job of like answering the phone and like just being more punctual and engaged to that. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. if you hit me on text, I'll get back to you. Because I, you know, I don't. I'm bad. I cut people off. There's small talk and it's not getting to what I'd want. So maybe being more conscious of what people, people's feelings and pe- what people need. You know what I mean? Cause I'm like, if it ain't on my like schedule, I'm moving on fast, bro. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm just, like, moving forward. So I got to work on that. And my resolution would be it's basketball related is I'm trying to, uh, Ryan Silver from West coast league kind of got me thinking. And he's like, Ronnie, don't drink Red Bull. And people have said that before, but for whatever reason, for him, he has some credibility because he's lost like 40 pounds and he's in much better shape. And he was never a big dude. So when he told me that, I was like, yeah, you know, I really need you to stop. Like, I need to stop. stop drinking drinking these things. You know what I mean? So like I'm on try, you know, I just mm-hmm. more water, more. Uh, I like uh, pineapple juice. So hopefully that's better. But yeah. Try to cut those out. So if you guys see me drinking one, like, tell me, Ronnie, you're tripping, you know, whatever. Yeah, I'm going to just snatch it. Snatch it from me. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need to be drinking. I don't need it. And it really, I don't need it. Just, hey, sleep better, do whatever it takes. So that's just something for me to work on. So we appreciate the the, um, the personal touch from you guys, for our listeners and whatnot. But something that is a big, big news and big, big money. And we kind of touched on it a little bit last week, Chelsea. And it's uh, Shohei Otani's baseball contract from the mm-hmm. California Anaheim Angels, now with the Dodgers, uh, mm-hmm. just going cross town, basically. Um, 700 million, don't even seem real. Like it's just 700 million, you know? Like the reason I say that is like the Timberwolves, when they entered the league, I think it was like $80 million. Mm-hmm. And I remember it's a big deal when Kevin Garnett's contract with David Falks started that lockout in 98 and his contract was more than what the Timberwolves were, were worth when he, they entered the league. Mm-hmm. And it was like 10 years later, it was a huge number. So his contract was whatever, 180 million. Yeah. That was like, Oh my God, you know, the NBA was going to fall apart. It seemed like this money was getting too big. Then we had a few after that, you know, uh, Alex Rodriguez had a huge baseball contract with the Texas Rangers, $252 million about 20 years ago, and a few others, you know, Patrick Mahomes. But this seems way, way big. So, uh, Ani, what's your first reaction? And then, Chelsea, that, and then we'll, we'll talk a little bit about it and, and just kind of like, what you know, where are we going with this and what does it mean? Yeah, I was like, yo, just give me like, Give me like one percent of that, dog. Like that's that's crazy. Like seven hundred million is nuts. Now, nuts. Yeah, I understand. Like, I'm not. I don't follow baseball. Like, like I know he bats, he can pitch. Like he's high level. He does, but that's an insane amount of money. Now I did hear like 
his contracts kind of structure a little weird. Got to yeah. read about it some more. It but is. that's 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 impressive. Like that's really really impressive. Like seven hundred yeah. million for one player. Yeah, like I was thinking, I was like, "Yo, my kid is gonna have to play baseball." Like, I'm, <laughs> and that's kind of what I'm getting at with, with you know, what I mean, like this, like I, he ain't playing no basketball. Like, yo, we gonna yeah. we gonna watch all the baseball. I'm investing that. Like, that's a crazy number. Seven hundred million is a crazy number for a contract. I don't care if it's ten years. Like, that's a crazy number. Sure. Seventy million a year. That's a big number. Seventy million a year is bigger than a lot of people's. Well, not a lot of people. I'll take that back. A lot of uh, franchises' team payroll this year—it's mm -hmm. at least bigger than five or six teams. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, again, baseball structure a little different. It's a little imbalance. It's been like that. I don't know, Chelsea. Do you have anything to add to what? Well, I mean, I've been following it, and you know, to Ani's you know point about the structure of the contract, he deferred some of the money, so he's going to get all of the seven hundred million, obviously minus taxes, but he deferred to kind of give the Dodgers a little bit of room to still sign people. But sure. the amount is just insane. Like yeah. it's absolutely insane. I also saw a tweet today that's like he's going to make this in in ten years, and LeBron James' career earnings is like four hundred and fifty mil, and he's sure. in year twenty one. So, you know, I, I like to Ani's point, I do not watch baseball. I cannot watch baseball unless I'm physically there uh, having a hot dog and a drink. I cannot sure. watch baseball at all. Like, no but it must be America's. How do they have so much money? Yeah. Like what blew my mind is like, how do you have so much money to give to a person? Yeah. So I, now I'm going to have to start following and doing a little research because my kids, too, will be playing baseball. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of what I'm getting at is with all this and uh i love baseball but i love the history of it i love playing playing it when i did i don't really like these guys said i don't have time to follow on a daily basis i don't have time to watch it not if i'm gonna do the pod and do other work and try to keep my job <laughs> you know i would like to ball baseball i guess if there was 50 hours in a day but it, it's not possible right. for me. And I, i'm sure you guys like sports in general it's not like you hate the game it's just a little slow and a little boring so yeah I don't know. Um, I kind of don't like yeah. it, but I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> Adi, what, you don't like it, Adi. What are you talking about? Adi, you must have got hit with the ball when you were little. That's no, I right. got struck out too many damn times, man. I don't like yeah, it. yeah, it's a failure sport. Well, that's right. the thing about baseball. It's a failure. It's to fail. So when you fail 70% of the time, you're really, really, really good because you succeed 30% of the time. So, yeah, a lot of people don't like that. Yeah. You know, like. It's kind of like Charles Barkley said in his commercial. Any, any any jerk can score. He's right. You know what I mean? Like, in a way, you know, because he was mentioned in his Nike commercial, hey, you get paid a rebound, I get paid a rebound, I get paid to cause havoc. You know, it was, it was a funny commercial, but it's kind of true, you know? Like, if you're 6'9", how hard is it to put the ball in a 10-foot, you know, cylinder? Like, compared to, like, hitting a ball that's coming at you, <laughs> moving at, like, 100 miles an hour, it's just a completely different right. dynamic, you know? So... But, yeah, I'm with you, Chelsea. So I've been to baseball games. I don't go to as many as I do, but I do go. And maybe it's just because the stadiums are big. It's not crowded. Yeah. They're not crowded. The Angels games are not crowded. Dodgers games are very crowded. You know, they get 50,000, 40,000, 54,000 all the time. But that's one team. The Marlins, uh, some of these other teams, they, we know what's happening with the A's. Where does money come from? It's TV contracts, but 700 million is still, like, astronomical. So I can't yeah. even – 
I, I have to really research it because I cannot even see how yeah. this is possible. No, that TV money crazy. I ain't going to lie. The TV money's big. There's a lot of games. Remember, they're televising yeah, a lot of games. Lot of all, they don't all have to be greatly rated and watched. You know, they have a – you know, people are watching. There, and, but I'm I'm afraid baseball's got a problem, and or I'm sure they're dealing with it. Like It's kind of like smoking, the tobacco industry. You know your old clientele is going to die. The most people that care about baseball are my age and older. We're we're on our way out, bro. I mean, so my dad, you know, my dad has got only so much time left. Like he loved baseball as a kid. Like th those are the real baseball fans. Fifty-five. Yeah. Your dad's age, Chelsea. Yeah. You know, 60, 55, 70. Like that's when baseball was like it. You know, people. It was on the conscious. So I think that's the bigger question: is why did it lose its conscious to the American public? We don't talk about it like in the nightclub at a bar too much. Is it, you guys have any thoughts mm -hmm. on that? Or is it just because the nature of the season or the other sports are faster and they're marketed better? Yeah. I mean, I just think the marketing is better and I think the sports are faster. You look at the NBA where people are dropping 120, 130 points. Yeah. Uh, a game, you got the Pacers, you know, and I think storylines, just the storylines are better. Okay. Uh, yeah. I just think just the, Baseball is just what it is. It is fun, like especially when playoff time or when you kind of get into like trying to yeah. figure out who's going to make the playoffs. You know, people it starts to rev up. But I think like when you talk about like football and basketball, like the storylines and just the way the games are played, like it's 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 transformed heavily. You know, even over the past like seven to ten years. So I, yeah. I would definitely say like just the way the games played and just the narratives are just kind of better painted. Yeah. Chelsea, uh, anything to add there? I mean, I honestly, I would not know. Like, I am so disconnected from baseball. Like, the most I see is uh, Otani's contract on ESPN. Yeah, so, right, but you gotta think. You gotta think about it. Like, what he did going to the Dodgers is like when KD went to the Warriors. In a yeah. sense, think about how big of a new, like new like. Yeah, we're talking about this guy's money. We're not even talking about the fact that he picked the Dodgers. You know what I mean? Correct. Like you don't hear has a, a huge lot fan of, base. Yeah. yeah, like you gotta think about like KD when he chose the Warriors. It was like holy shit. Like you know what's going yeah. on? It's more about we're looking at this dude's contract, not about not even about the team. Yeah. Uh -huh. So that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like narratives kind of get if it was like LeBron when he went to the Heat. It's it's, it's the same like magnitude. Yeah. So. But how how that was, people were burning his jersey in the you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, but you know what I'm saying? Like the reactions were different just because yeah. of the where he was going instead of really what the contract or whatever looked like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, the, the contract is crazy. But yeah, the Dodgers have a good team. They've been winning the division and they're successful for the most part. But yeah, what does this mean? And the fan base is huge. He's obviously drawing from um you know an asian uh market as well that's huge so there's a lot of things moving there but yeah most of the money is going to be paid when he's retired you can yeah. say deferred 234 2034 that is and it's like i think the dodgers are thinking we're not even really paying him we're going to be making so much more money then it may not even seem that big then and then like you said chelsea after taxes and all that it's definitely not going to amount to 700. And then also, if he doesn't live in California, then 
well, I'm imagining he's gonna save a lot of money, you know. So right. it's gonna it definitely structured where it favors the Dodgers and like yeah. he's not really it's not like they're giving him seven hundred dollars seven hundred tomorrow, you know what I mean? It's, it sounds like that, but it's like holy mackerel. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of interests there, and it's pretty interesting in general. Like, wow. And I don't think we have much time to talk about the baseball thing. I think we'll get into that later, especially as you two being African American. I always talk about that, and it's changed a lot since I was a kid, and right before me, maybe like late seventies, early eighties, like high schools all over in the inner city in LA and other cities, the kids played baseball, but that's mm-hmm. just like wiped out completely and and we need to talk about that why because i to me it's killing african-american revenue streams honestly you're five foot eleven six foot one you ain't going to the nba I mean, you're not going to the nba like you know and it hurts kids it hurts kids because like we've talked about Ani, we've seen a lot of guys that are a little disgruntled during their early 20s they might be six foot they might be six two they might be at a juco Man, it's not working out. I need to get a job, coach. I, I might need to quit. Oh, I got a girlfriend. She wants to get married. Do I really need this? You know, there's a lot of that every yeah. day. You know what I mean? And it's like, dude, you played baseball in eighth grade. Why'd you give it up? Oh, it's boring. Oh, my homies ain't playing. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's something we should dig in. Why? You know, talk to maybe some director, baseball directors. I definitely want to do that in 224 just to bring that to light because we, we don't have, we're not experts at that and we don't have big opinions but i think it's an important thing because yeah. it's changed a lot in 30 years tons you know when i was a kid kids played baseball all over so uh vegas is a big baseball town chelsea but again it's not too many african-american kids but it's a big baseball town you know yeah i follow a little bit like with the little league world series we had a team henderson yeah. team that was doing pretty yeah. good so, you know, I follow and see the highlights and stuff on ESPN. I just have no real interest in it otherwise, you know. Sure, sure. It's it's pretty interesting dynamic because I think it's hurting a lot of kids, to be honest. Uh, you know, the the guys who are five foot eleven and six foot one and they have this overbearing idea that they're gonna play in the NBA. And I'm just like, oh my God, this is you know, we, we see it too much. It hurts too many people. So something yeah. we'll jump on in two twenty-four, but follow that. And um another like Hot topic or topic that maybe we we should talk about just a little bit before we get into the basketball and, and what we're going to talk about for the rest of the pod is uh, prospects not playing in the bowl games. Um, I know we've talked about that in the last couple weeks about the NCAA changing the college football playoff. We kind of mentioned about the Florida State deal, but Ani, real quick about big time guys that are not playing in bowls. Do you think that once we get into a new system where it could be branched off where the top 60 or 50 teams have their own subdivision. Is there even going to be bowls? Is bowls going to be necessary? What What are the future of bowls in your opinion? I think it's definitely, maybe not completely eradicated, but it's definitely going to be lesser. It's going to be a lot less of them. Um, sure. I think it kind of keeps on bowl, bowl, bowl games just for its, yeah. you know, it's prestige, right? Like, you yeah, know, you can keep a couple of them, but I think for the most part, you know, if they try to keep it around, a lot of those guys, a lot of those, you know, on the higher level teams, they're not going to play like like a meaningless bowl game. But you're going to have a couple that just stay around just because, you know, it was just history and all that stuff. You'll get a couple. You get a couple, but I think 
<clears throat> if it goes the way that we think it's going to go as far as these subdivisions and stuff, I mean, what's really the point of a bowl game? They'll, those are going to have to be straight like, hey, you play this bowl, we're going to give everybody on your team 50 grand. It's going to have to be like some in-season tournament type stuff. Like, there's got to be something kind of tied into financially mm-hmm. to kind of maybe – if if you're if you're going to want players to play, you know what I mean. Like you're going to have to have some money surrounded around it for it to make sense. You know, you kind of see. I mean, you're kind of seeing in college basketball some like you know those MTE. Like, hey, we're playing. We're going to play this game here because you know they're going to give us a hundred thousand. We can split that mm-hmm. with our whole team. You know, all our players and stuff like that. So I think that's what you're going to have to see with bowl games in order in order for it to make some sense. Uh, if you want to really keep it around. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, yeah, my quick thought on that is, like you said, the Cotton Bowl and some of the other ones have been around 80, 100 years. Uh, there's there's um, interest and in, in fan interest and in, in money involved, so they'll, they'll be around. I just think the big thing is, and again, sometimes the play's not good. I haven't been watching as many bowls as I did in the past because, they, like you said, players sit out, top players sit out, Heisman finalists sit out all americans that kind of guys who are going to go in the draft but um i do know from my experience with espn and working with them that you know a lot of basketball and a lot of other secondary sports are put on the back burner because it's the tv ratings the bowl season people are at home watching eating chips and and a salsa on their couch so they watch football bowl. you know it, it's still related ani as you said to tv rights and uh, TV time slot, so that's how they it became big over and over the years as, as TV got bigger and bigger. It's just something people do during the holidays, so not going to completely go away. But yeah, I, I don't know about the quality of them. I, I don't know, Chelsea, if you have anything to add. It, it's definitely TV driven and, and revenue driven for TV rights. Yeah, I mean, I think if I'm just a top player, it's just too high risk for a low reward. So that's the biggest thing. I don't even look at the team aspect. If I'm a top recruit, there's no point in me playing in it. Just yeah. truthfully, like, you know, I'm projected to be first round or even, you know, there's so many rounds. Well, how many rounds is there in the freaking NFL draft? Yeah. Second. Yeah. So, like, if I'm, a, a, you know, first, second, third round, what's the point? It's just too risky. Like, I can't see it. I think it's going to go away unless, Ani said, like Ani said, unless there's some type of money incentive, there's just no reason to, to do it. These, it, yeah. it, it totally, if you're a senior or even junior, you're draft eligible, it, you know, it's totally a money thing now. Your, your body, everything is a business. If you're not getting paid to, to go out there and, and, and go to war, then then what's the point? You're going to lose everything if you have an injury. So, you know, sure. I, I see both sides of it, but I, I just think as an individual and it just makes me think of on a way lesser scale when I was a player and I'm coming home and I'm not playing a whole bunch of excess basketball because I'm not insured and I'm not getting paid. So, you know, what's the point? Yeah. And we obviously got notions and in, in, in reports that some of the uh, top players who may be uh you know top really top draft picks are are not playing in the bowl um in their bowl north carolina's quarterback drake may is not playing in his team's bowl mm-hmm. you know he's a redshirt sophomore and he may be one of the top picks along with caleb williams a quarterback at usc who's not playing in a bowl either yeah so it's been kind of a trend lady but i just thought something would be worth topping but you guys have both have good points. Um, you know, I can see with the 12-team playoff, the Bulls are going to mean even less. You know, mm-hmm. they just – you play in the playoff, you make the playoff, you don't make it, why am I playing in a Bull? Yeah. Like, you know, since the 12-team playoff, it, 
could be something big. And then maybe the bowls are still tied to those. You have more bowls tied to the playoffs, so that may help those bowls. So we'll see how they what they call those and how they 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 do that. And mm-hmm. and it'd be very interesting. And like you said, as we as college basketball turns upside down and it's turning upside down right in front of our eyes since when we started this pod, you know, five or six years ago, it's completely different than what it was then. So yeah, it's it's gonna change again. So something to keep an eye on. Um Obviously, we wanted to get in some of our our hot takes on basketball. Uh, Ani, just throw something out there. What 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 is it? Ain't got to be nothing. What is it about basketball right now that you want to talk about, real quick? And then uh, Chelsea, you may have something, and we'll get into some of the topics that we wanted to hit. Mm-hmm. What what's hot out there, Ani? What what's your take? Ani, what? don't overthink it. Okay, Lakers in season tournament champ. Hot take. Okay, let's talk about it because I didn't tell me the Lakers weren't winning, and I called. Okay, we're gonna talk about the Lakers. Congratulations, LeBron got his fifth ring. Is that what you want? Yes. Yeah, he got his fifth ring. It means nothing. They got he, you know, like he did great. Like he did a good job, and the Lakers will still lose in the second round of the NBA playoffs this year. Wow, there you go. That's my hot take. take. L.A. is going to lose in the second round of the NBA playoffs, and A.D. is going to be non-existent. Wow. Wow. That's his hot take. That's my hot take. Chelsea. And guys, just so our viewers know, like, Nuggets repeat. I didn't put Ani or Chelsea up to talk about the Lakers. Nuggets repeat. (laughs) LeBron ain't getting his fifth ring. The Nuggets will not repeat. And, you know, the in-season championship trophy that went to the Lakers was the reemergence of the brow Anthony Davis, 40 and 20, okay? This is this wow. this is all he needed. He just needed to, to be the one. And I know he wasn't the MVP, he but he was the MVP of that game. So I'm happy. He Lakers does this every happy. now and then. And now again, like, it's not – He's going to have to be y'all's number one. You realize yes, that. Like, we would love it. Like, the way LeBron's playing is great. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Like, he's playing really good. But if he's your number one guy, you're not winning an NBA title. Like, it, okay. it AD, AD ain't never been nobody's number one in an <laughs> NBA championship team ever. Yes. And this and is going to be the first time. I how old is he? 31, 32? Wow. Yeah, he's like my age. I think he's a little younger. He's so yeah, thirty-one. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe, probably not. Like he's really inconsistent offensively, especially in the playoffs. Especially when things really hold a uh, hone in on him. <laughs> I mean, L- listen, LA probably makes second round conference finals, like no bullshit. But like, they're not, they're not winning no title. Like it was good that they won. They're doing good. AD had a really good game. AD played the way like how a number one should. He mm-hmm. just can't do it all every, night in and night out. He's shown he can. L.A., good team. LeBron ain't getting his fifth ring this year. Yoke is getting his second ring. Nuggets repeating. Wow. No. Wow. Nuggets repeat. Nuggets are, Nuggets are the most complete team in the league. Uh, that's awesome. Nuggets yeah, my hot take is, that, is uh, that it's just a good audition for when the NBA comes to Vegas, which is coming eventually. So. For sure. We're Keep seeing going. how that's playing out and what that's going to look like a little bit. And uh, my question for you, Chelsea, this is the question of the year mm-hmm. going into 224. Vegas is like has the Golden Knights and it's their team. They love it. And 
you know, UNLV hasn't been really good that good in basketball. That's kind of their team. Whoa, 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 whoa. UNLV girls are really good. I know okay. you talking about the boys, but UW girls are top 25. Just wanted to Great. shout out my girl, Lindy LaRock. Come on, good. Roddy. Come on, Roddy. Yeah. So, <laughs> but this is a Lakers basketball town. So what's going to happen when this NBA team comes? Is everybody just going to switch and transform? Or people like the Lakers here. You know, yeah, like we are going to get behind anything Las Vegas. I too like the Lakers, and when we oh, have a team, we're going to go all in. My football team is also the Raiders. We go all in. I'm Vegas Knights. I'm Raiders. I'm UNLV Lady Rebels. That's what we do as a town. So yes, to answer your question, we are going all in on the new team. Hopefully, 2025 or 2026, whenever it's going to come, and we're just ready. Vegas has been waiting for this moment for us to have a little bit of everything. So you guys are going to get on the Lakers. This lifelong bandwagon. You guys are going to get off of it. No, we're still going to have a little bit of Lakers because Braun's going to be the owner. Oh <laughs> it just oh. shifts over, okay? Braun retired. Well, he had four or five or six rings by then, Charles. How many rings will you have by then? We're going to get two more before then, Ani, okay? Just hold on. You're jumping yeah, the gun, Ani. We're like, yeah, we're going all over the place here. So, <laughs> Go ahead. I mean, when I see the Lakers, when I see teams come here, it's like a Lakers – I mean, it's a Lakers game, no, right? It, I mean, yeah. Chelsea, you were there Sunday. It's what, what, what did it feel like? Is it like a Lakers home game? Yeah, it was like a Lakers home game. You're right. There is a, a really heavy yeah. uh, Laker fan base here, but yeah. I, I just feel like you know it, it's easy to be a fan of something else when you don't have your own. And and you know, I joke all the time just about you know how I love LeBron or whatever. But we've never had a team in Vegas growing up, so I always followed my favorite player. My favorite player was Iverson, and then here comes Braun. So I believe that most people will get on board with Las Vegas having a team just being a local because we've never had it before. So yeah. I think that the shift will happen. But, yeah, there's going to be people that are diehard Lakers because some people are just more about being with the same team from day one no matter what. Right. But right. people like me who are from a place that we've never had a team, then we have no problem getting wow. on board like we did with the Vegas Knights, like we did yeah. with the, lady, uh, with the uh, Aces. We've never had yeah. anything. And 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 those teams Very have huge. Those teams have huge amounts of support. I mean, yeah. Aces games are absolutely crazy, sold out. I know they win too, which you know obviously makes a big difference. And so are the Vegas Knights games. Like I have oh, no Vegas interest in, in in hockey, but I've been to their playoff games. They're like you know they're the real deal. Yeah, Ani, I know you. I know you got something <laughs> to say about that. What? Holy war. It's going to be like a holy inner war between the Lakers and the new team. Like, what's going on? Man, look, ain't nobody supporting that Vegas team going, uh, losing like the Detroit Pistons, losing 40, 40 plus games in a row. Ain't nobody going to be supporting them in the beginning. They're going to support them when they actually get to about year three. Wow. No one's supporting them. Chell, you are not going to be rooting for that team like that when they lose it like the Spurs. When what? they lose like 20 straight games in a row. Ain't nobody going to be over there. They're all going to the, they're all going to travel to L.A. It was the Lakers play. Wait, I have a question. I have a question. How does NBA expansion work? Because if it works like it did with the Golden Knights and NHL, we won a championship right away as soon as we got to do it. It's going to work like it's that. You're going to have to have like a – you're going to have yeah. a draft. It's kind of weird. It's kind of weird like how – yeah. Each team in the NBA is got to is going to select their players. guys with expiring contracts, whatever, yeah. who's eligible for that draft. Okay, and then you got to you got to draft guys from there from the expansion yeah. draft. Then yeah. you're also going to have the NBA draft, right? Yeah. So okay. let's say, for example, you're the Vegas team and you go into 25, right? 
Okay, if let's say you get Cooper Flag, who would be the let's say you, you get the number one pick, get Cooper Flag. That's a good start. Let's say you don't get Cooper Flag, then you gotta go get guys for the expansion draft. You're gonna be losing for quite some time <laughs> until you actually can be competent and be a decent team. Three some years. Three years and we'll be all right. I will say this about the Vegas squad. I feel like Whatever they do, they're going to hire the best. They're going to try to hire the best scouts. They're going to hire the best. Yeah. Like, they're going to pay. They're going to try to win, right? Them. They're going to try to I'm win. I'm already hearing it from teams because, you know, there's other – like, you know, they got Seattle potentially that could mm-hmm. open up to 25. I'm hearing there are guys that are scouts, front office guys, that are waiting for these expansions mm-hmm. to come out that are really good. Like, I think – the personnel will be good enough where I think it'll be a three-year process where they could potentially be a playing team and, and win. All I'm saying is I don't see people that are diehard Laker fans that are in Vegas really supporting it till they actually see them winning some. Interesting take. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're going to have those small group of diehards that are just going to stale like the Lakers, yeah. and most in the town are going to jump over, Ani. Mm-hmm. And then when they right win, away. Yeah, because they're going to – it's a Golden Knight kind of thing. They're going to just support it because Vegas is always like a bastard to other big cities, and they want to be known for their own. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, You're not going to watch that team lose 20 games in a row. (laughs) No, that was not (laughs) happening. That's pretty awesome. So, yeah, that's going to be interesting. So we'll get to that a little later in the show. But on Ani's point, let's talk a little bit about the NBA and and that. Um, and I don't really want to talk about the Pistons too much about their player or anything like that. But Please. Yeah, they've lost 44-48 since the trade deadline. Um, they're on a 20. They're, as we do this pod, they've lost 20 in a row. When they didn't get Magic Johnson in the draft back in 1979-80, they lost 21 in a row that year when they were just sad that Magic was with the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Um so the question I have, and I'll start with you, Chelsea, like, you know, we talked about some of these young players, the, the Thompson twins, Kate Cunningham. Is, is it, are these, some, some of these teams too young? Is that hurt the NBA? And then the second question, and Johnny, you could jump in, in there, like, you know, coaching, you know, Monty Williams, he did a great job in Phoenix. Is it, how big a difference does it make? Is it, is it just patience, have patience, he'll turn it around? Or is it like his, value or his pedigree overstated a bit i mean i th- i definitely think that the team is young and that to be a formidable team in the nba you have to have solid vets like i think yeah. you just can't you know go anywhere if you don't have good vets and we saw that with houston previously when their team yeah. was just too young silly immature like not gonna yeah. win anything for real but in this scenario honestly i'm just disappointed in monty williams like, you know, I thought that he was a good coach uh, with Phoenix, but, you know, sometimes it's hard to tell because you, when you're surrounded by a lot of talent, like, you don't really know. But right. he had a weird thing with DeAndre Ayton in Phoenix, and now he has a weird thing with Jaden Ivey. So I'm starting wow. to think it's a little bit of him. And, you know, I don't know the situation, but somebody that's on the outside looking in, if I have anything to do with that management, I want my top top draft pick in Jaden Ivey to be playing and to be developing if we're going to be losing all these games. There's so many games where he's like a non-factor in in terms of minutes, in terms of everything. So I I don't really understand the direction. I feel like they have good, solid young pieces. Cade is a really good player. Thompson Twin, good player. 
wise men, like they have young pieces that, you know, if you get the right combination of vets, they can be decent. No, they're not going to make the playoffs and, and no, they're, <laughs> and Ani's laughing at me, but no team needs to be losing 44 and 48 games. Ani, that's absolutely ridiculous. At some point you have to look at the coach. These, this is still an NBA team. That team should not be that bad. They wow. should not. Be that. Ani. Go ahead, Ani. You got something you want to say here. Did we lose Ani on the Is audio? I don't know. He's laughing. Ani's muted, maybe. Yeah, my bad, my bad. I was coughing. Guys. My bad, my bad. I didn't want to interrupt you. No, you laughing. Uh, first off, you said Jace Wiseman. He's awful. Okay, he's, well, he's I'm just saying they have young people. He's awful. Uh, but yes, you're right. Uh, I agree with you. Monty Williams has not done the greatest of jobs with this group. I think Jaden Ivy especially could be used better. You know, one thing I was kind of surprised with this team, I think this team could play a lot faster, especially mm -hmm. with Jaden Ivy and Kate Cunningham. I know Kate is playing more, so I think they're trying to figure out how to play them two together more. Uh, Ozar Thompson has obviously been a really done a really good job averaging like at the time, he's averaging double-digit rebounds. I think that's mm -hmm. probably not the case anymore. Let's see. He, no, he's still averaging about eight rebounds a game, which is still pretty impressive. But his lack of shooting does hurt. Uh, Ivy, Kate has become a pretty real, uh, dependable shooter, but Ivy's not a great uh, perimeter shooter. Killian Hayes isn't the most dependable of shooters as well. So they don't have really good spacing. Then you got Jalen Duran, who's a good player, but with the kind of lack of floor spacing you got on that team, you can't, you know, he doesn't really help because he's like a, a lob threat guy, uh, dunker spot. Then you got Isaiah Stewart, who's trying to stretch the floor, but you don't really want him really shooting like that. I just think <laughs> they got a bunch of young pieces, but they don't fit together well. I think they need more shooting. I think I agree with you, Chels. Like, they need more veteran leadership. I think Marvin Bagley does a pretty decent job. He's actually been doing pretty solid. But I think they're just a bad constructed team. Like, I don't know what their identity is. I don't think Monty has done a great job of showing or establishing what their identity is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Jaden and Cade look kind of awkward when they, I've watched a few games. They look kind of awkward on the court together. But, and that's why you see Jaden's only started about six games this season. But I think wow. you can play them together. I just think you pick up the pace. I think you can kind of just kind of be more creative into your offenses. I think there's both the two guards that can really exploit, you know, guys that switch and positional mismatches. But I just we just haven't seen enough of that. And I just think like playing this Isaiah Stewart, Jalen Duran type lineups right now, it doesn't really do it. It's not really great either. I think they need to obviously make a trade. They need to get older, but they need to add more pieces to kind of space the floor. You got guys that kind of do the same thing and you're not getting you're never going to get the max amount like of one player because you got two guys on the court that do the same thing. You see what I'm saying? Like there needs to there just needs to be more of a balance. Gotcha. Now, you guys have some strong opinions there. That's interesting. And I guess I wanted to touch on that point. Like he like you said, Chelsea, he's thought of as a highly regarded coach. Then Phoenix kind of bombs out at the end. They don't really have good seems like chemistry with some of their guys. They obviously had good players, and they did make it to a final, but then they they, they kind of bottomed out, and it, it Dallas really put it on, or Dallas really just exposed them in that last series. Mm -hmm. And then so that leads to my next question. Now we talk about coaching because he's you know he's been coach of the year. The Spurs are in the same boat. Popovich, like 
man. what does this do to Popovich? Is this he's obviously won five titles, but like, did he just get blessed with great timing and great players, or like, is he just in a tough situation? Because I mean, they're on they they can't win any games either. But he's supposed to be the the cream of the cream coach, one of the five or six best ever in the history of the game. So, what are we talking about here with coaching? I, I just I'm open to it. I have you know I don't have as strong opinions as you guys. I I just think it's a players league and. You give me Duncan and you give me Robinson and, and I'll win some games too. But maybe you guys have a different opinion. <laughs> well, with the Spurs, I mean, Jeremy Sohan's playing point guard. I mean, you're not going to win the game. Jeremy Sohan's playing point guard. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay, I know point. how this school is losing. You have to say nothing else. I get it. Yeah, yeah I mean. Okay. <laughs> He's playing point guard. Okay, so so I agree with that, Ani. But at the same time, this makes me think about yeah. I personally, as amazing as Pop is, I think his time has come and gone. And I know people don't yeah. like to say that about legends, yeah. but I personally believe that. And the yeah. reason I believe it too is a comment that Steve Kerr made um yeah. when he was talking about how Pop is rejuvenated now that he's got Wimby. Okay, so when he didn't have Wimby the last five years, what was he? Old washed and not coaching anymore? Like that just means yeah. the point that like he needed that for him to want to coach again, which lets me know that he shouldn't be coaching anymore. And that doesn't take away from his talent. But I'm just saying, if you have to be boosted or rejuvenated in anything, Ronnie, that means presently you're not in it. So I just think that Pop, as amazing as he is, and I will never downplay his coaching ability, like his time has come and gone. Please pass the torch. If people are saying you need to be rejuvenated by it, then that just means your heart's not in it anymore. And that's okay. He's, you know... Old man, move on. Go retire right off into the sunset. We'll love you forever, and we appreciate what you did for the NBA. Yes, yeah. Ani, you may have a little insight to this because you know you have your guys in San Antonio are the are the fan base. Now they're gonna love this guy. He's gonna have his loyal guys, just like any other loyal fan base. But are like some of the people like on the inside of the diehard Spurs fans saying like, okay, we need a new code. We need to try something different. We got the player we need. You know, obviously they need to get better talent, especially with so chance playing point guard. But do they need it internally? Like, do the fans saying like maybe it's time for this guy to move on to Chelsea? I, I think I think it's kind of growing. Some I I do agree with Chelsea when when someone says they had to get rejuvenated. It does mean that at yeah. one point they they weren't as motivated to really coach the yeah. group. I know not having really really good players is can Defending. be. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm you know I can I can tell y'all that that that's 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 real. Um, but it's kind of growing. Uh, I think people are kind of giving Pop a chance because it's like, okay, because he's won so much, because he's a really good coach, this Sohan experiment, maybe he sees something down the line that makes some sense that we can't see, right? Obviously, you can go trade Jones and it solves a decent amount of issues, but maybe he doesn't see Trey Jones as someone like on a playoff contending team, but he sees someone like Sohan, in, yeah. in that and maybe he Sohan doesn't ultimately become the point maybe he's trying to develop a certain skill out of him um I don't want to think that he's tanking because you who no offense you, 24 yeah. who are you tanking for in this you're not, you're, like, yeah who are you tanking yeah. for you know uh but I it's kind of some rumblings it's not as bad because everyone knows in Santa everyone knows pop is a is a genius of a basketball coach I sure. think if you ask me this time next year and they're three and 20, whatever the hell they are. Yeah. People are going to be like, pop need to go. 
like you know, pop, pop. So they're going to give them this year, basically. They'll give this year. Yeah. They'll, they'll give this year. Um, but it's really interesting, like kind of what the Spurs kind of do next, because I like I know we're going a little different topic, but you know, with Wimby, my my opinion has always been like his prime is closer. Mm-hmm. To in, in the twenties than it is when you talk about like regular guys is like 28, 29, 30, 31. Like I think he's you need to try to contend earlier than later. I um, so uh it'd be interesting to see what pieces they put together and how that team is constructed about two, three years from now. Yeah. It is an interesting dynamic because like you said, it's not like there's a you know three or four wow prospects coming in this draft. They're going to have to make some moves. So, Chelsea, uh, Murray, who went down to play with Trey Young, is that a huge big loss? Or just their talent level is just not there? You know, I mean, uh, I think Murray and Wimby could have been something, you know, but you can't predict the future. When they traded, you know, Murray, they didn't know that they were going to get Wimby. Sure. Um, and the NBA is just tough, man. You got to have pieces, and you have to have really good pieces to be a formidable team. Like, that's what I was saying, or and I think we've talked about it before. Just, like, getting Wimby doesn't mean your team is going to win. We all were like, what the hell? This team's going to win five more games. And at this rate, they're not even going to win the same amount of games that they won last year. Yeah. You know, like, the NBA is hard. You have to be really good. But I, I just didn't like and, – and I don't know. Steve Kerr, you know, may talk to Popovich all the time. I don't know. But just that comment made me think, like, hmm, if I have to be rejuvenated, then I'm really not in it anymore. So I think that he personally needs to go. And I think that the Spurs are several pieces away from being formidable. Several. several. And yeah. they're just not good. And so, okay. you know, if we're going to really, or if the league is going to really capitalize on Wimby, like they like to do with players and all the hype and stuff that came in with them, like they got to win something because otherwise we don't want to see it. We yeah. don't. Like, Let me ask, ask you this, Ani. I'll put you on the spot a little bit. We talked about it with Felipe Lopez and I talked to you guys about how St. John's wasn't going to work there. It wasn't going to work for him. I kind of knew it wasn't going to work. Mm-hmm. I thought I saw some internal jealousy. Do you think that there's some guys on that team that are just jealous of him and they don't care if they win? Or is, nah, they're just not good enough. Uh, when I first saw the first few games, I thought some guys were purposely – I was like, why are they not giving this dude the ball? And then I was like, this team's terrible. And I didn't want to watch them much no more. I was like, I knew they were going to be terrible. I, I think Terrible chemistry. I think there could be that. Yeah. I really believe a lot of them could not make those passes mm-hmm. because they never played with anybody like that. Sure. Okay. As dumb, as crazy as it sounds, he's seven four with the eight foot wingspan. Just yeah, yeah. know that. But like, yeah, I don't think they know where throw it up looks like. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's not there for sure. And then, then another thing, I think you got some guys with some bad feel. That's why they're a bad team. Because you got three on one opportunities, and hey, I'm going to try to shoot a pull up midi or three, and I got the seven four guy. And there's a six four point guard underneath the rim. You know what I'm saying? Like bad decision making. I think that's part. There could be some jealousy that I want to say no because I'm like, all right, sure. like that's stupid. Like y'all, all y'all will get traded before him. It's like the LeBron <laughs> team uh, and with the Cavs. Like all y'all will be gone, and he will still be around. Like course i i just think it's just low feel watching the spurs play i've seen them give up a lot of leads late in yeah. the fourth mm-hmm. 10 12 14 point leads 
and just give it up because they don't play no more defense. I think they use Wimby too perimeter-centric sometimes Mm -hmm. and where they could get some more paint touches with him, which could get him in the foul line later in the games or give him easier shots. Instead, he's kind of taking DHOs late in the game and shooting step-back threes, which is very ill-advised. Or Keldon Johnson is trying to bully his way into the rim. Like, I don't think they're jealous. I no. just think they're just low field guys that don't know how to win and finish NBA games yet. Okay, that's or, more fair than what I was saying because the sub, the the situation I was talking about with Felipe was a college situation, so it's a little different. So especially back then, I understand right. what you're saying. So that that's fair. They so need we'll, to get traded. Them, say it again. Them, them guys need to get traded. <laughs> yeah, some of them need to get traded for sure. Mm-hmm. They need to shake it up for sure. Whether it's coaching and or personnel. So we'll, we'll follow that. Uh, and as we, you know, get ready to uh, close this out, and you know, on the back end of the show, we want to have a little bit more fun. As I said, we're, we're not going to be on for another pod this year just because of the way that the tournament schedules go and, and travel and whatnot. But we definitely want to make some predictions. I think we got some of those predictions earlier in uh, <laughs> as we're kind of having a joke and, <laughs> and, and we want to have some final exam for 223 predictions. Uh, boy, boy, predictions. So I guess we'll go around the horn. I guess, we, Ani, you already heard yours. We'll just start with yours. Uh, NBA title for 224 NBA. <laughs> we already got yours. Are you just yeah. sticking with that? And, and why? It's just at the, at the end of the game, the Denver's, what, three games back right now in the West? It's not going to matter. Ain't going to matter. Yeah. That, that they're the most complete team. I think Denver, as far as front court pieces, back court pieces, and depth, um, are just the best team. And their guy, Jokic, at the end of the day, is a beast. And Murray's going to come up playoff time. I just think they got too many pieces. Now, the only reason I don't see them winning is if like Michael Porter wants to shoot twenty shots a game, <laughs> which he does. Which he, yeah, he does. He wants to go, you know, be a superhero, be unconscious for some reason, just shoot a bunch of crazy shots, which, you know, hopefully the volume of that is lower. Uh, but other than that, I just think Denver has too much depth. Okay. Um, that was my team in predicting as well. Even though they're three games back, I just think they will. Um, at the end of the day, they, they have the experience and they have the best player and the playoff experience and I don't see a team beating them until they, I see them beat them. You know what I mean? I just going to go with it's that simple. I don't think it's too, too uh, cut and dry. Chelsea, in your final analysis for you, you guys already know my team, but I'm going to pick a different no. team and I'm going to go to, I know who she's going to pick. I'm going to the East and I'm going to say Boston then, because yeah. if you want to talk about team with depth and pieces, they have it. Now, if we could get some consistency between Jalen Brown, because I feel like he's the one that's kind of so up and down. Um, Porzingis has been absolutely amazing. I, I listened to um, one of his post-game interviews, and he just talked about the comfortability that he has being the third option. And he has totally just kind of reinvented himself this season. He's been exceptional. Jason Tatum's the guy. Um, he needs to make a jump. It, it's time for him to win a championship now. Like if he's going to make that next, you know, leap into superstardom or whatever you want to call it, then it, it's time. So he's going to need to carry a team to a championship. Jalen Brown, who just got a, a 300 million gazillion contract like Otani needs to produce and show us why we paid him. So therefore 
I'm going to say Boston. You guys yeah. know my real team, but I'm just saying Boston for the sake of a team that I believe has a legitimate chance of winning. Yeah. Gotcha. Otani's like, oh, Jalen Brown. <laughs> Johnny's just killing it. Yeah, that guy just um yeah. So Chelsea, to follow up question, why is Boston better than last year? What is it the Porzingis factor? Or is, is there something else, or is it just they're ready and it's their time? I mean, it's their time, but it's also Porzingis and Drew Holiday. I mean, you know, love Marcus Smart to death and what he blink, uh, brings to the table as a defensive presence stuff, but he's not Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday gives you defense and he gives you 20 points on offense too consistently. So, you know, upgrade there for sure. And Porzingis is just, to me, it looks like he likes playing basketball again. Right. He hasn't felt, which which just makes a huge difference. And, and I know that as a player, sometimes you have a down season because you're just miserable and you hate it. He's happy. And, and, and the happiness has translated to production. So, you know, Ani's talking about depth. They have guys too, like Derek White, very formidable piece. Like they, they have pieces and they have the team to win a championship. Now, will they win a championship? I don't know, because I really believe that the first one is the hardest. And that's kind of what Jason Tatum and them are, you know, struggling with right now, just trying to get in there. Denver, I think, has an excellent chance. It's difficult to repeat, but I think once you've done it and you know how to do it, then you know how to do it again. So I do agree with you guys in terms of just Denver being being ready. Um, but but I think this, you know, this could really be Boston's year. And, you know, I wish it was the Lakers year. I always wish that. But, if you know, we're going to just talk facts and 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 who's formidable and, and who's ready. I, I think Boston's got to be in the conversation. Gotcha. Gotcha. Great. Good. Good stuff there. We'll see how that plays out. We're going to come back to this pod <laughs> in about five months and see who's coming. All right. So something a little harder to predict. And maybe you could just say who you maybe could be make a run or get into the Final four or final is in the NCAA side. Uh, Chelsea, I'll start with you then, Ani. Any prediction on a champ or a team that can make a final four run? Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, NCAA is always just wide open. Regardless of who's ranked and stuff like that, anybody can win. But, you know, a team that I got a chance to watch that I really like that I think has a legit chance is uh, Shaka Smart and Marquette. Um, I know it's a top 10 team. I don't know if many of our you know, viewers or followers had a chance to watch them, but they really get after it defensively. And I think that defense can carry you a long way. Um, they, I, I don't know if they could always make enough shots. I've seen a couple of games where, you know, they're really struggling to fill it up, but I feel like if, if we're not scoring and, and you can keep the other team from scoring, then you're going to have a chance. So obviously they're a top 10 team. They played some really good games. Um, but I, I just like what Shaka's doing over there. Um, you know, he had his little stint at Texas that wasn't great. And, and now it seems like he's he's recruiting guys that fit how he likes to play. Scrappy, get after it. And 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 I always think a team with a dog mentality has a chance. So that's my sleeper pick um, to win a national championship this year. Wow. Nice. Nice. What are we following that? Ani. I would say my sleeper pick, if I had a sleeper pick, it would be Virginia. Um mm -hmm. Okay. You know, the way they really defend, they get after it. Both are, you know, they got they got a lot of long wing forward guys that can, you know, kind of switch, defend, and can make shots. Uh, it's not the sexiest brand of basketball that they play, but I do believe that they just are very productive, and I just really like how they defend. They remind me a little bit of how San Diego State was uh, last year, just a little bit. Uh, it. It, it's, it's just that grinded Tony Bennett style team that he's won a lot of games and made deep runs with. And I definitely think like 
teams like that that can really defend, you know, and and can provide enough offense, you know, especially when it comes to tournament time when I mean you got like for me, like, you know, U of H, I think like the Big Twelve is just gonna be crazy. You talk about U of yeah. H, you got Texas, you got um even TCU, who you know lost a close one to Clemson, that's re- uh, really good. I mean, Baylor, uh, Oklahoma's nine and zero right now. Mm-hmm. So I, I, you know, it's a it's a loaded it's a loaded group. Kansas, I mean, Kansas is number two right now. Um, you want you want me gave my opinion. I think it will. I think this is the best group I've seen of U of H. I think yeah. it's U of H or Kansas, but I think my sleeper team to win it all or really make a deep run, I think it's Virginia. I think Virginia, they're older, can make shots, really defend and switch. Um, we've seen that out of UConn last year. We've seen that the teams that make the Final Four, the teams that can really get out there and defend and are older. Yeah. Wow. Those are good picks. It's funny, Ani, and I'll tell the viewers, we didn't discuss this. We didn't. Prep nothing, and you pick some of the ones I like for the final four. Uh, blue blood type of schools is Kansas and Houston. Um, I just think they'll they, they'll have a chance. They're not, it's not a big surprise, but I, I they still got to do it, you know. So, I, I think they have a chance. I really do think mm-hmm. that. Um, pretty f- interesting that you said those two. I'm not going to pick anything out of the out on a limb. Uh, Ani, the question I have for you are we going to go to the final? <laughs> Pac-12 tournament in Las Vegas. Are we going to boycott it? We're going to boycott it? No, I'm there. I'm going to boycott it. Stand outside. Oh, I ain't boycotting. I'm going to be there. Wow. Okay. If you boycott it, I'll boycott Like, we're going to boycott it. I'll boycott it. Like, I'll, boycott I'll be a follower. I ain't going to be no leader. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that would be March 13th to 16th conference championship week. I guess I'm sure I'll be going, but I ain't gonna be too happy about that. You know, it'll be like, good <laughs> lord, these guys. It was messed up. <laughs> I just can't I can't stand their logo no more. I can't stand the guy on the mic. I'm just like, I just can't stand it no more. Chels, the, listen, I'm in a group text with him, Dino Salton. The death <laughs> of the Pac-12 is very hard on them right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good conference, yeah. man. I understand. Yeah, it's just uh, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a, a pot about that. So we'll, we might rant for like two hours on that one, but not tonight. So yeah, this is <clears been throat> good stuff. And as we close out, um, you know, again, go check out the Fab Fifty. We have thirteen newcomers this week on BallsLife.com. I'll try to do one more before the new year. Obviously, we'll we'll uh, see you guys in two twenty four. Thank you again for for listening in. But uh, last thing is, and it don't have to be three. I was thinking three, maybe just one. Uh, what athlete are you guys looking forward to seeing in 224? Uh, just Ooh. you're looking forward to it and you just want to see it because you know, we all have great memories. Time goes on. All we're going to have is the end of the day is memories. You know, we're going to get, we have a job, we change jobs, things <laughs> change, but our memories are going to be there. Um, I guess I'll start with you, Ani. What athlete or a couple, if you have a couple, what athlete do you want to see in 224 you're looking forward to? Man, you know, I have one. I don't really think about that one. Yeah. De'Aaron Fox. Mm. Okay. That's awesome yeah. for him. I, I I I think this is a big year for him. I think, yeah. you know, even though that Kings team, maybe from a playoff standpoint, especially Sabonis at center, can be maybe a little goofy. But yeah. I think he really takes that leap to, like, that superstardom. 
type. I think he has all the tools. I think he has the makeup. Um, okay. I think he's someone that can really make that leap. And I would say the second person would be Tyrese Halliburton. Mm. Um, he's another one. That second half of the year is going to be that playoff time, right? So now, seeing can he, you know, I, I believe the Pacers will make the playoffs. Yeah. Um, what is he going to do there? What does it look like when, the, you know, can he kind of make that jump? Can he make a conference finals run with the Pacers? Yeah. Can he, you know, get into a game seven loss with them in the second round? Something like that. I just think those are the athletes I want to see just kind of make that jump into, you know, young all-star. Yeah, he got, you know, he can be the face of the lead now. It's like, okay, his time's cut. Their time's coming sooner rather than later. You know what I mean? Like where yeah. they are the face. And, you know, with LeBron older, all these guys are kind of aging and stuff. It's like, who is, who is next? You know, sure. who is next? And I think when you got guys like De'Aaron and Tyrese Halliburton, I'm not saying they're the next LeBron James by any stretch no, of imagination, yeah. but I do think they're guys that when you say the NBA, you know, you immediately say them. Um, and I think they have a chance in 224 to really put their name in that type of conversation. That's mm. good. That's thoughtful. Chelsea? I, I like those names. They're on my short list, but you got De'Aaron and Tyrese. Well, I raise you SGA. You want to talk about the time is now? This kid is must-see TV. Yeah. Like, I really enjoy watching him. There, There's nothing he can't do. Um, he's fun to watch. OKC is a really just fun, exciting team. They get up and down. They score points like crazy. Um, and SGA, he's the head of the snake. So, you know, I, I can see him doing the very same things you just saw, talked about with uh, Halliburton and De'Aaron Fox. Oh. And I think he will. 100%. Got it. Got it. Um, yeah, those are great, great uh, picks, guys. Um, I'm well, thinking you, along the lines of, yeah, I want to see. And this is what I want to see because, again, I'm talking about something of great indelible memory. So, again, for Fox, it would have to be maybe a great big playoff game, right? Right, some clinching game, and for SGA, probably getting them to the finals, or at least getting them to the conference finals, or having some monster conference, you know, averaging 35 points or something. So, for me, just to watch, I think I want to watch Chet Holmgren play against Wemby. I just want to watch those two guys go at it. I like the big guys, I like the centers, you know. I, I it's something like I guess it's something like watching, you know, Patrick Ewing versus Akeem or something like that. You know, you don't see that that much no more. And you really didn't see it in the Shaq days because Shaq just dominated. So, yeah. like, when Shaq was young, there was three or four or five, six guys that went at it, and it was really awesome to watch. So I definitely want to go to one of their games. I don't know, Ani, we're going to have to go to OKC or San Antonio. Just no, you can go to either one. I get tickets for either, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know we got some some, some people and colleagues in, in, in those teams. So I like to watch those guys and just see how great they are and, like, if Chet – it's part of obviously Chet's in a better situation in terms of the team, but yeah. maybe he has like a big monster playoff for them that makes a big difference. So that's what I'm looking forward to 224. And I'll say this on another note is um gearing up long term is uh for high school, you know, we talk about like the, the top guys in these in the e, EYB LS and things like that. I would like to see a hometown star just be a huge name. I, I don't know if that's gonna happen in 224, but maybe down the line, like a guy who just doesn't need doesn't need the the, the you know to move to a prep school or doesn't need to doesn't need that because it just works out good for him, like right. DJ Wagner, where he just stayed at Camden. Yeah, I like to see a guy like a small town guy or from a small state that just is awesome. 
I don't know, honey. I don't know if there's anybody out there like that right now in the high school ranks. I, I, I don't see that, you know. I see guys that are like player sons or they're they're already well known, like Brandon McCoy or Taj Ariza or or Black's younger brother at Duncanville. They they have some ties already, you know. Right. I, I just don't see a guy who's just like a small town hero right now. Maybe there will be. Yeah, I, I think know. those guys probably just they're just late bloomer types. Yeah. So okay. you probably see them maybe junior, senior year. Yeah, that, that 226 like, class got a lot of like intriguing players, <clears throat> you know, p- <clears throat> p- positional profile like guys that you know maybe one of them kind of shake out. I can see it maybe next two, three years. Got it, got it. And then one last question, and we'll wrap up and we'll be out of here. What is gonna be the biggest sports story in 224? Ooh. Chelsea, real quick, and then Ani, real quick. What's the biggest sports story? Just what's gonna catch our imagination? Biggest sports story. Yeah. Biggest sports story in 2024 is going to be Kaitlyn Clark of the Iowa Hawkeyes number one pick WNBA. Because a lot of people don't know about the WNBA, but they know about Kaitlyn Clark. So I feel like the emergence of her and her being a number one pick is going to be really good for the league. And I think it's going to be a big story, at least for the WNBA. Yeah. That is a big story. That is a big story. He's going, and Indiana just got the pick. They just did the WNBA draft lottery the other day. It's going to be Indiana, Sparks, Phoenix. Was that uh, because based on their – they were the weakest team, or is that – I mean, it's still a lottery, so, you know, they still do the the, the the draw. Iowa. (laughs) Everybody was thinking that she was going to go Phoenix and be the next, you know, Diana Taurasi, who will never retire. So how could he be the next of somebody who just never leaves? But it ended up being Indiana who got the number one pick in Phoenix. Wow. Um, and L.A. Sparks getting number two. Phoenix was the third. So, Caitlin Clark, 2024, look out for her. Wow. Ani, biggest thing in 224. I think it's just going to evolve around, like, players and NIL. That's just going to be the big thing, like I, the NCAA, NIL. If it's going to be like a lawsuit thing, I don't know if it's yeah. going to be like, a, sure. you know, or there's going to be more money pumped into these collectives and it's just just nuts, right? It's just going to be nuts, yeah. But I, I feel like NIL in sports is going to be the biggest thing, you know, going to be the biggest story we're going we're gonna to hear. Okay. I can see that. Yeah, we talk about that indirectly, even directly. Sometimes when we don't even want to talk about that, that comes up. So that's, uh, yeah, I think for me, I think Bronny declaring for the NBA draft. Oh, man. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it's just going to be, even if I don't don't really understand it completely and we don't have time, you know, but it's just going to be a huge story. It is. It's already a huge story. You ain't lying. Yeah, just so those those are big stories. Uh, I think Caitlin Clark is going to be a big big deal. Uh, uh, you know Sabrina. I already hear people saying like Sabrina Yescu has the nicest shoe in, in the game. I'm like, what? Yes. Like, she really does. Like the hottest shoe. I'm like, dang, this is. And, you know, she's not the hottest player per se, but I'm like, dang. Yeah, and it's nice. I ain't gonna lie. That's it is what it is. So, yeah, those three things I think. All those three things tie together because it goes to endorsements. What kind of endorsements she gonna get? Then you have the NIL for college and high school, and then like Bronny's like the poster child for NIL and 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 just 
I guess, big name, you know, it's just so we're going to follow it. But thank you guys for tuning in to this episode 174. We made some predictions. We're going to come back and revisit these. But for now, we're going to get out of here. We really appreciate you guys. And we're not just saying that. We really appreciate all you guys listening in all the time and going through, you know, all our episodes. Go back and choose, check out some of them. Some of them are timeless. Obviously, some of you can only listen to the week of. But until next time, we're out of here. See you in 224. Peace out.